أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد We continue our reading of Warathatul Anbiya uh, The commentary of Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali Rahimahullah ta'ala a'la Allahu darajatihi bayna awliyaihi His commentary on the hadith of Abu Darda' radiallahu ta'ala anhu ably translated by Imam Zaid under the title of Heirs of the Prophets uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep uh, Imam Zaid in his protection and reward him for this work uh, By the way, the ulama who put time and uh, energy and effort into preparing these works uh, we should support them by purchasing them. This is a relatively inexpensive title, and it's a good title to have in any library, especially as a primer for uh, those uh, who are you know, studying knowledge, whether it be uh, children who are learning Alif, Ba, Ta, Tha, Islamic school kids who are learning Arabic, or uh, then further on, uh, Madrasa students. Uh, there are a number of very interesting and important works of this uh, genre like Zarnuji's Ta'alim uh, al-Muta'allim, etc. And they should be they should be in, in libraries, in libraries, and they should be read. Uh, because if a person's orientation toward the knowledge is wrong, uh, it may become more of a fitna for them than a benefit. Chapter 6. All of the creation assisting the scholar. The Prophet wasallam has said, Verily the angels lower their wings to the seeker of sacred knowledge, pleased with what he is doing. Ibn Majah narrates a hadith related by Zir bin Hubaysh in which he said, I met Safwan bin Asal. He said, What has brought you here? I replied, My quest for knowledge. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say, No one goes forth from his home seeking knowledge except for the angels lower their wings to him, pleased with that which he is doing. This narration is related by Tirmidhi and others directly from Safwan. Interpretations regarding the phrase, the angels lower their wings, vary. Uh, some commentators interpret it literally saying that the angels spread their wings and extend them to the students of sacred knowledge, carrying them toward uh, their destinations on earth, helping them in their quest, uh, and easing their acquisition of knowledge. So he's going to mention something right now, and I think it's, 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 it's really relevant to what we're uh, talking about, which is that a lot of people have objections to the texts of the Quran and the Hadith uh, 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 and they're like really like silly objections and the people think they're really smart by uh, bringing them but it just shows their own silliness which is when you over literally read everything um, and then think like oh look you know like I'm a, I, I, you know I'm like a intellectual shining star because I was the one who's brave enough to call out you know something that's you know that doesn't that that doesn't make sense in the Quran or whatever. Um, yeah, kind of. The issue is this: is like, look, if the Quran says like two plus two equals five, and if you don't, you're a ca- you don't believe it, you're a kafir. That's problem. That's a that's a problem. That's problematic. Obviously, uh, uh, and Alhamdulillah, it doesn't uh, work that way. There there are not statements like that. There may be statements that require a person to. Um, believe that something is the way it is beyond rationality, but there's nothing that requires a person to believe something against rationality. So, for example, someone will say, you know, uh, that you know, Zulqarnain saw that the sun um, sets in a muddy pool of water, 
And they're like, oh, but the sun doesn't set in a muddy pool of water. You know, it's in space. And so, aha, look, the Quran is wrong. Uh, no, that's not. I mean, nobody understood it to be literal. The Prophet ﷺ, the companions, none of them understood it to be literally true. It's a figure of speech. So, for example, you know, if you're an observer and you see the sunset, you know, uh, in the quote-unquote West, um, that's uh, that's like a phenomenon that's completely legitimate from the point of view of the observer. The sun doesn't actually really set in anything. Uh, if you look at it from a, a you know astronomical point of view, it neither rises nor nor does it set. Uh, in that sense, the sun is. Um, spinning on its axis, but the earth is the thing that move that moves, not the sun. Uh, and this is like all of this is okay, right? There's nobody from amongst the old Arabs that thought this is a proof that the sun will actually set into a muddy pool of water. Uh, nor was this like a, considered an article of iman, uh, you know, according to anybody uh, at any time in the past. Uh, but you know, there are some people who think they're really smart and they like will like nitpick dumb objections like this and they think like, oh look, you know, I'm so smart and I'm so intellectually brave, blah blah blah, etc. And it just shows that uh, you know their mind is not nimble enough to understand how normal human human beings communicate. You know, they say aqal mantkili ishara kafihe ke al takfihi al ishara that the person who has an intellect you can just gesture, you know, your eyes in a direction and they'll understand exactly what you're talking about. The mafhum mukhalaf of which is an idiot. If you tell them a thousand times, they still won't understand. And so, you know, if you tell somebody, hey, can you give me a hand? And they take a cleaver and hack their hand off and hand you their uh, severed limb. Uh, you will be uh, justified in calling them a freak. Um, but there are some people who, who are like that. They're just like, like their mind is not super uh, perceptive. It's not super fast. And so... Um, those people, you know, maybe there'll be someone who's kind of dim-witted like that and they're like, oh man, that guy asked you for a hand. You sure you want to give your hand to them? Because like you might need it later and like it's going to hurt a lot and you could die of bleeding. And it's like, yo dude, like they meant something else by it. So the outliers, you know, the outliers, they, they, they're... Uh, silliness is not, you know, something that uh, should be taken into consideration. Most normal human beings understand speech not to be 100% literal. And this is why the methodology of the Vahiriya never really takes root in the Ummah and is not really taken all that seriously uh, by people with a few very notable exceptions. But in general, it's it's not an institution that will ever, um, that will ever at any rate run civilization. Uh, and at most it's tolerated because of the genius of a few individuals that carry it um, uh, to the ex exception and the exemption of, of the rest. And even they refine it uh, to a point beyond uh, just mere literalism. They refine it beyond that, uh, so so as to understand that not everything is literal. So Ibn Rajab is now going to uh, address the hamaka and stupidity of uh, of a literalist who heard this hadith, and uh, um, you know then starts making a big fuss about it. He says that an atheist once heard this hadith and said uh, to some students of sacred knowledge, "Lift your feet, don't trample on the angels' wings and break them." He said this out of ridicule. As a punishment for these words, he remained fixed in his uh, place until his feet uh, withered and collapsed. In another narration, the atheist said they broke the angel's wings. He then uh, made himself a pair of nail-studded shoes uh, or nail-studded sandals and walked to the circle of knowledge. Thereafter, his feet became afflicted with gangrene. 
Yeah, and Mulvi Hamza puts an addendum to this, uh, to, to 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 these words that it serves him right. Um, other commentators interpret the phrase as meaning the angels lowered their wings out of humility, as well as their subservience to the student of knowledge. This interpretation is derived from Allah saying, "Lower your wing in humility to those." believers who follow you uh, 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 your wing uh, uh, this opinion has validity in that the angels actually have wings yet other commentators interpret it to mean uh, the angels surround the gatherings of dhikr with their wings overlapping one another until they reach the heavens a similar interpretation is um, found in one of Safwan's narration uh, 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 narrations of the hadith uh, the angels surround the student of knowledge with their wings then they ride on each other until they reach the lower heavens exuberant by the student's quest perhaps this is the weakest interpretation and Allah Ta'ala knows best and I wonder why he considers it to be the, the weakest interpretation but you know again Allah Ta'ala knows best uh you know you're supposed to lower your wing in humility uh, 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 um, uh, because of your mercy to your two parents obviously uh human beings don't have wings and so perhaps our big uh, atheist uh, challengers of the quran can you know make a big fuss about this next time that humans don't have wings and look how, how look the quran says that they do therefore uh you know uh, Islam is no longer something that we're, we're concerned with. If that's the level of your intellect, my friends, I don't think Islam had much benefit for you in the first place. Uh, not not to say that you should leave it, but you probably should not think about uh, you know think about things too much, lest you hurt yourself. Leave it to people who are more apt and able to do so. Creatures assisting the scholars. The hadith states: As for the scholar, everything in the heavens and the earth, even the fish and water, seek forgiveness for him. And uh, here, uh, you know, what do we mean by uh, uh, what do we mean by everything, uh, you know, uh, everything in the heavens and everything in the earth, even the fish in the water. The hitan is the 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 the, the plural of the word hut, which also can mean whale. Which I, I find really beautiful because the, 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 the whale, if they're seeking forgiveness for the alim, the whale song in the, you know, fi jofil ma, those uh, whales that go down deep uh, into the deep dives of the ocean, uh, uh, like the, the sperm whale that goes and battles it out with the giant squid in the depths of the ocean. Um, their whales, their whale song is really beautiful. The humpback whale, their whale song is really beautiful. And I think that's something that almost everyone who hears it, you know, understands that. And so um, those, you know, those, those whales, if their song is a dua to Allah Ta'ala for the person who uh, teaches people khair, I, mean, I think that's something very beautiful. And if you're, if you're somebody who is, you know, saying what's right and the people around you are just not listening or they're treating you with, with stupidity or they're um, employing their uh, intelligence and cleverness in order to give you a hard time rather than uh, conforming with a divine order, know that uh, if the people around you don't comply, that uh, you have Allah on your side and the angels on your side, and even the whales in the ocean, they know what's up. So just keep going at it. Don't uh, don't give up in your in your in your in your quest to make the world a better place.
obviously that's with the condition of knowledge if you're a jahil just pushing and you imagine that you're on the haq then uh, <laughs> it's a toss-up uh, but uh, uh, you know the the the, the whales uh, it's like a big deal and it's interesting you know one might say like well why is it that the animals would ask for forgiveness for the person who's teaching people good um he'll mention a number of he'll mention a number of reasons for it but unfortunately the age that we live in where the the upper hand and the suzerainty of islam's political control has been lost uh, we live in a time now where there's no more attention given to living in harmony which is definitely not soul uh, soul quality of the ummah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam are unique to the ummah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam there are other civilizations that had um, this idea that that uh, mankind should live in harmony with what's around him and that there should be a sort of equilibrium that's reached um, and this understanding of what is an ideal way of being has been kind of replaced with the cancer model of just ridiculous and unlimited unchecked growth um, which you know like cancer doesn't really do much for the for the the host that it that it infects uh, uh rather it uh, it will actually end up killing the host um sooner or later and oftentimes sooner and so by the benchmarks that we measure success the more successful quote unquote the model we're uh using the sooner will actually kill our host and uh that's not that's not super great and so it would be nice if you know the the whale should make dua for a person who you know, teaches people to consume less, to eat less, to drink less, to buy less, you know, to make more due from with the clothes that they have and with the home that they have and with the um, shoes that they have and with the resources that they have and to re reduce and recycle and reuse and all of that other good stuff. Uh, because those whales uh, that uh, are now suffering the consequences of uh, of this like hyper consumeristic uh, plastic use and throw away um, buy and buy again uh, buy now uh, consumerist model of being which the entire world is filled with morons that are uh, racing with one another in order to adopt uh, this just demonic and just corrosive and malevolent and poisonous toxic lifestyle right it's toxic why because toxicity is defined by uh, in medical terms as uh, you know that thing that the body can neither assimilate nor eliminate it just sits there and it's just in the way and so uh, what happens is that those those same uh, you know whales you read in the paper now they beach up these magnificent and majestic animals literally bigger than the dinosaurs the largest animals that uh, have ever lived in the earth by the claim of the uh, by the claim of the materialist scientists um, the blue whale is bigger than any dinosaur ever was and uh, you know the, the huge whales they beach up on the on the beach and they find uh, the cause of death is what they have to pump out 30 kilos of plastic from uh, from their stomach the fish are you know they're finding mi microplastics in their flesh and in their in their organs and things like that 
And uh, yeah, dude, they should make dua for somebody who's going to tell people to stop living like a bunch of ignorant yahoos, like a, a bunch of ignorant morons that are just going to poison the entire earth, sky, air, um, uh, plants, animals, everything until one day they have a pile of money and just a bunch of poison around them in different media. Allah Ta'ala protect us. That's why this ilm is so necessary. And that's why we need uh, the people of ilm. We need the people of knowledge. We need the ulama kiram, you know, to... Uh, uh, um, uh, to help people understand that there's a better way of living uh, otherwise we're just we're just gonna do what the angels forecasted which is what he said that are you gonna place in that earth those uh, you know this ape looking thing that's just gonna like uh, cause mischief and like spill blood. Allah Ta'ala told them, quieted them down and said, look, I know something you don't know. And, and there will be some individuals amongst them that are totally not like that because of whom it's all going to be worth it. Um, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala raised them up amongst the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and increased them in number and give them madad and ta'yid and victory over their antagonists and uh, 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 give the people the tawfiq and the sa'ada uh, the divine enablement and the happiness and the felicitousness and the fortune to be able to listen to them and obey them so that everyone can make it together yawm al-qiyamah to uh, into jannah Tirmidhi relates a hadith from Abu Umama that the denizens of the heavens uh, and the earth, the ants in their burrows and the fish in the sea, pray for blessings to come upon those who teach good to people. Tabarani relates from Jabir radiallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, everything, even the fish in the sea, seeks forgiveness for the one who enlightens the people. Please forgive me. There may be a little bit of pause in the recording right now. There was a, something in the in the text I I felt might be a mistake. Um, he further relates the text on the page twenty seven. Uh, I think it says uh, he further relates from Bara ibn Azam, and uh, that that sounded a little bit strange to me. But uh, not that that means anything. There's so many things. What I don't know is so much more than what I do know. But I thought maybe it should be Al Bara ibn Azib radiyallahu anhu. So. Uh, um, anyway, the hadith is that the scholars are the heirs of the prophets, the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth love them. And when the scholars die, the fish in the sea seek forgiveness for them uh, from the time they die until the day of resurrection. And the footnote 59 uh, led me to uh, uh, hadith number 28,679 in the Kanzal Umal. So I have an electronic copy here. I just looked it up. Which seems to be the same uh, text of the hadith, but it's uh, here it's related that it's narrated from Anas. And I can't find a Bara' bin Azam anywhere in the... Um, in the books of Tabaqat and uh, if somebody there's like a muhaqqiq who knows more about these things they can look into it and correct me if somehow I'm missing something uh, uh, you're more than welcome to but the point is for the for the point of the dars at any rate um, it makes very little difference uh, the point is is what is that uh, inshallah the uh, um, 
the, the scholars are the heirs of the prophets, the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth love them. And when the people of knowledge die, even the hitan, the fish or the whales in the, in the, in the, in the, in the sea, seek forgiveness for them for the time they die until the day of resurrection. That that whole time they're constantly making dua for them. And uh, if the fish in the sea are doing it, we should be doing it as well. Why? Because he'll mention uh, something a little bit later, inshallah. Uh, if we get to it, we'll, 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 uh, we'll repeat that. We'll say that's why. It's related that such forgiveness is also sought for the student, which is bishara uh, alima for for those of us uh, who are still seeking, who still sit in the durus of the ulama and still are gaining knowledge. Um, it is related that such forgiveness is also sought for the student. Imam Ahmad relates on the authority of Qabisa ibn Mukharik, uh, who says, "I came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he said, what brought you here?'" Uh, عنه, he said, what brought you here, sallallahu alayhi wasallam? I said, my years have advanced and my bones are fragile. I have come to you in order that you might teach me something uh, with which Allah will benefit me. He said, O Qabisa, you haven't passed a single burrow, nor a tree, nor a mud hill, except its inhabitants sought forgiveness for you. You know, like, mashallah, <laughs> can we say nowadays, you get harassed on WhatsApp if you don't like uh, answer people's questions right away or like on Facebook or whatever. And people have like this, like super entitlement, which is fine. Like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to argue with people. The knowledge is a trust and I don't want to, you know, be a traitor on the day of judgment for not having told somebody when they asked, but like put that aside, you know, like put aside that, Oh, look, these movies, you know, they, you know, they should be doing this for the sake of Allah or whatever. Uh, part of it is unreasonable because you're going to end up just, uh, uh, wearing people out. No human being is Allah that they have like infinite resources, infinite time, infinite patience, but like, look at it from the other side. You as the questioner, if you're going to expect everything to be, uh, put, put on a plate for you and you're going to expect, uh, the, 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 the ulama to, I guess, give everything to you easily, then why are you going to go to Jannah? Imagine uh, Qabisa, uh, the Prophet ﷺ gave him such a, uh, like such a beautiful glad tiding that you haven't passed by a single burrow, nor a tree, nor a mud hill, except its inhabitants sought forgiveness for you. Uh, the idea being that that's a good thing and the more it happens, the better. Uh, so, you know, if you have money and you have health and wealth and time and, you know, all this, you know, stuff, then go, go visit the scholars of the different countries, go read a book from them, go ask them your questions, go to the majlis and ask the questions, they're Mubarak majalis, they are the majalis of dhikr, like Ibn Rajab is mentioning, um, and, uh, you know, if you're just sitting at home on Facebook Messenger or on like a comment section or like retweeting or replying or WhatsApping or Snapchatting or whatever, blank blinking, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, you, know, you just miss out on so much. You miss out on so much. Uh, the following verse is a further indication of this concept. Allah Ta'ala says, O oh, you who believe, remember Allah much and glorify Him morning and evening. He sends His blessings upon you as do His angels that He may take you from the darkness to light uh, and He is merciful to the believers. Uh, obviously, this is a verse uh, regarding the virtues of making dhikr. Uh, and Ibn Rajab reminds us that he mentioned before in his book that Allah and his angels send blessings upon the people of dhikr and as previously mentioned, knowledge is amongst the best forms of dhikr. 
Al-Hakim relates that Salim bin Amir said, a man came to Abu Umama radiallahu anhu, Abu Umama, uh, and said, Abu Umama, I've seen in my dreams the angels praying for your forgiveness every time you enter and leave and every time you sit and stand. Abu Umama replied, uh, may Allah forgive me, don't mention such things. Uh, if you had wished, the angels would pray for your forgiveness. Uh, he then recited, O you who believe, uh, remember Allah much and glorify Him morning and evening. He sends His blessings upon you as do His angels, that He may take you from darkness into light, and He is merciful to the believers. Uh, and uh, mashallah, mashallah, look at the fikr of Abu Umama that, in, you know, he parried, you know, he, he parried the, the blow uh, to the nafs that uh, this man uh, almost pumped him up. But he's like, no, let's not talk about that right now. But, but, but I, what I do want to talk about is this, is look, uh, uh, you know, if this what you said is true anyway, and it's not just like, you know, something that's just a trap that we're getting set up on uh, to fall uh, uh, to our egos. If it is true, then you be the one who, uh, um, you know, who the dreams are seen about. You can do it also. And this is how. And this is how. The point of ilm is what la la asalukum alayhim in ajrin in ajriya illa ala Allah. He said, I'm not asking for anything. Your ajr is with Allah. Your reward is with Allah. I'm not asking you for anything. In fact, Allah is going to give to you for this. Just come learn it and 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 that's it. And it's subhanAllah, it's so funny, like we have classes, we you know, like we make people register, we make people to come you know, come to stuff, you know, we make people pay for stuff, we make people buy stuff. Wallahi if there was a son of a wali of Allah Ta'ala out there, a son of the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a son of, of someone who said La ilaha illallah who came to me and asked that I want to seek this knowledge for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, I would have taught it to them. I remember I got called to the, the Rihla uh, two years. Uh, I guess uh, somehow uh, uh, that kind of fell by the wayside um, uh, 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 for, for whatever reasons, uh, which alhamdulillah is, is, is great. But someone made, it, made the objection that, oh, Shaykh, how come you're going to go and teach over there? Only rich kids go and learn. And I go, look, you know, like, okay, fine. We could do this all like Marxist social commentary and whatever. And I do see the point uh, that's being made that like some people will not seek knowledge, even if it's farther on them until it's in a super fancy hotel with like really famous people and this and that. But that's their problem. You know, it's not my problem in the sense that like that's something they should work on for themselves. But if they do come learn, eventually someone has to teach them. Someone should teach them. And so I told the person, I go, oh, you know, the only reason you're resenting me is what is because you want to hobnob with rich kids. If you want to hobnob with rich kids, go save your money up and go, you know, pay for the, the thing and like go go do it, you know, and learn your farda'in as well. I go, anyone who knows anything about me, you know that if you had come to me with sincerity, I teach the exact same books. I taught the exact same books that I taught in the Rihla. I teach the exact same things in my basement, in my Rebat, um, and, and, and on the floor in Masajid and uh, other awkward spaces all over the world. But nobody wants to do that. You know, everybody wants to just go and like uh, get the dars, you know, while the lights and camera are on and, you know, while everything is really like, you know, hunky and stuff like which is fine. Go, go right ahead. You know, knock yourselves out. Knock yourselves out. But the issue is this, is that what oftentimes when you sit on the floor in a weird place, but you come with sincerity, because the bisharat are from Allah Ta'ala, the fact that you don't see them means that they're bigger than the ones that you do see. And oftentimes those durus that happen in when there's no camera, there's no mic, there's no SoundCloud, there's no YouTube, fast Facebook, face chat, snapbook, 
Twitter, uh, Mitter, none of these things are there. You know, Insta, Minsta, none of that stuff is there. Um, that's that's when the that's when the magic happens. All the magic is haram, but that's when the like that's when it's really special. And you say, well, Sheikh, are you just is this just a rhetorical flourish? Uh, you know, from you as a Mulvi that you're just trying to pump up your goods. Look, the best durus I took were where, literally sitting in the badia, like shooing flies and mosquitoes from my face. Uh, uh, and like you know, um, fending off like uh, various like types of like desert wildlife uh, uh, from where I am like of like reptilian and mammalian and all sorts of different like classes and phyla and whatever. Uh, and on the flip side, where's the other place where the best durus I ever took in my life are in the, in the Khanqa in 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 the Jamia Madaniya in Lahore in a half built building that has no windows and has no doors. I heard I'm I'm told uh, uh, that it's actually built out really nice right now. One of the problems is it's hard to visit Pakistan now. It takes a small fortune and a great amount of time off and you still have to like pay, you know, for your home and things like that like while you're gone and so I, I feel really bad. I have to go and visit my mashaykh and it just hasn't been happening yet, you know. Um, inshallah, inshallah, once this uh, Corona Marona is over, inshallah, we'll, 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 we'll go do it. But like in those days, literally there's like ditches like that were being built. The whole like the whole jamia was being built. Um, one of the students actually fell in one of the ditches and broke the legs that they were pouring the concrete for the foundation. So they dig the ditch and they, they build the building as the money comes in. So the ditches were dug and they're just there. And uh, uh, at one time, the ditch was right in front of the Darul Hadith, and there was like a very thin plank that you had to cross over, walk on to cross over. I walked on it, and I heard it creak. And, uh, you know, I'm a big guy. Uh, I'm not like your typical, like, you know, uh, uh, whatever, you know, uh, 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 you know, a Pakistani villager who's usually, you know, not so big and, and much more like you know, sleek in their design. Um, and so I heard it creak. After that, I didn't even put my foot on it anymore. I would just like jump from one side to the other and ask, you know, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, my knees were good in those days. I didn't have like the whatever ACL tear and the meniscus tear that I do now. Um, so I just jumped from one side to the other, not even mess with the plank. By uh, Ashraf, now Mulana Ashraf from Lodra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't even know what happened to him. If he's alive, Allah ta'ala increase him in his wealth and barakah and all of those who studied, uh, 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 that we studied with. Uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them the khair of this world and the, the hereafter by Ashraf from Lodra mashallah Mulana Ashraf now I guess he he literally uh, slipped from the plank and fell into the ditch that the foundation is huge building it was you know that ditch was dug for that foundation he broke his leg the uh, mashaykh went and like visited him in the hospital those are the best durus in my life those were the best durus in my life. The things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us in those places, uh, mashallah, uh, uh, we never we never saw uh, ever since. You know, And it's not that I haven't been learning. I still have the books. We still read things. Every day, alhamdulillah, you read something, you learn something new. But uh, that's where the where the barakah is. Um, and so like, yeah, dude, if you really want to learn, just come, come and we'll, 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 we'll learn this thing. Uh, the most uh, more awkward and, and abnormal of circumstances that you go and learn in. Uh, the you know, and the more difficulty through which you learn, the more barakah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, will, will give to you. Creatures of the earth. Some commentators explain that the beasts seek forgiveness for the scholars because the scholars spread goodness and mercy in the world. Also, the scholars command people to do good uh, to all creatures, even to slaughter in the most merciful way uh, those animals that can be lawfully killed. 
The goodness of the scholars is thereby extended to the entire animal kingdom, and for this reason the animals seek forgiveness for the scholars. Another meaning reveals itself to some commentators that animals are dutifully obedient to Allah and submissive to him. Uh, they glorify him uh, and, and, nor, and they are not rebellious. Obedient beasts thus love uh, obedient humans. Uh, that being so, uh, what should their attitude be toward the scholar who teaches people about Allah and the rights owed to him and call to his obedience? Allah loves one who possesses those characteristics Allah purifies him praises him and orders everyone and everything in the heavens and the earth to love and pray for him in this way does he send blessings upon scholars he places love for him in the hearts of his believing servants Allah exalted uh, says indeed those who believe and do righteous deeds uh, the merciful will uh, uh, evoke love for them uh, and this is something I've also seen myself. This is, by the way, what I was saying from before. Like, there's an explanation why, another explanation that the why the animals, uh, um, uh, even the whales and the 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 jof and the hollows of the ocean, the depths of the ocean, will uh, make du'a for the one who teaches people good. Uh, and I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this happen. Um, I, I saw it happen uh, so many times uh, in uh, 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 Al-Ain one time, one of my Asatiza, um, he he said, let's go get some fresh camel milk. Mauritanians love camel milk. So we went to the Uzba. We went to the we went out to the farm and uh, visited uh, one of the camel herders and uh, purchased some milk from him. Um, you know, milked it into the gadah and drank it fresh. Uh, and uh, well, I didn't drink it. The sheikh drank it. Uh, I, I'm, I have mild allergy and intolerance toward milk, which is, it's so like, it's so telling, mashallah, that one is the sheikh who was raised from his father, who was a sheikh. Uh, and, you know, in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the pure and unadulterated tradition. And the other one is this Pichara Miskin kid from like Blaine, Washington, who uh, is, is like trying to be like as Muslim as he can. And uh, part of that means that he's going to like try to learn some like basic Maliki fiqh that like whatever, like, you know, uh, tweens used to learn uh, in Qairawan back in the day. So what happens is that the, the weirdest thing happened, the most amazing thing happened, is that the camels in the Uzba, they stood in line and they came up to the sheikh and they all bowed their heads in front of him and he like patted their heads like in a, like you know like desi uh, uncle auntie people pat like the heads of little kids jite robert right so he did that he literally pat their heads and they came in line just like to say salam to him and i've seen this happen with some of the mashaykh before and it's not far fetched they say that uh, the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he uh, had 100 camels he slaughtered with his mubarak hand 50 of them and uh, had uh, uh, sayyidna ali radiyallahu anhu which is sufficient to know what his rank was amongst the companions, slaughtered the other 50 on his behalf, that uh, that they say that the camels fought each other uh, uh, to uh, to be uh, the first uh, to be immolated by the noble hand of the Prophet wasallam for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And, uh, uh, you know, these things, these things happen, the animals know, you know, they know what's up and they know who's who. Uh, this obviously doesn't happen for all of us and we shouldn't, uh, you know, uh, stake our belief in Islam on it. Sometimes Allah Ta'ala sends the animals to like, you know, <laughs> test us. And uh, oftentimes we imagine that we're uh, far uh, more of a hero, uh, uh, you know, in the in our journey toward Allah than we really are. 
And so like, you know, I'll tell you this much when I walk, you know, when I'm on my daily walk, mashallah, it seems like every dog tries to attack me and every goose uh, tries to attack me. And, you know, many of the animals uh, don't really, they're not really down with the whole Hamza thing. So, um, yeah, uh, don't stake your Iman on it. Some of us, sometimes the, you know, there's, there's a ways to go before you reach that maqam. And uh, even if the animals do attack you, it has nothing to do with the verity of the deen. But I have seen this before. And it's mentioned, it's mentioned in the books. They say about Shabu Hassan al-Kharqani, rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala, uh, from uh, the area that's now known as Afghanistan, that from his miracles, literally that the wild animals would be subservient to him to the point where he could sit on the back of a lion and it would, uh, you know, it would uh, let him ride, um, which is uh, which is something amazing. And, uh, you know, I can see how somebody, you know, sitting in Illinois or whatever, or like Ohio or whatever might be skeptical about it. And definitely don't try it at home. If you're anything like me and you try sitting on the back of the line, you're, you're going to get eight. And I'm not talking about uh, the number between seven and nine. Uh, 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 and uh, you, you deserve it. Uh, so don't try it at home. But there are some people, Allah gave them a gift. You know, uh, some people, Allah gave them a gift. Uh, by pretending you have it if you don't you're not going to get it by hating on them and trolling on them and being a hater uh, uh, and pretending that they don't have it they're not going to lose it uh, and by loving them uh, you will increase in your maqam uh, because uh, of the barakah of the hadith of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam al-mar'u ma'man ahabba which is the greatest most azim al-sha'n bishara uh, of the uh, corpus of hadith uh, that many of the companions ever took uh, this is the indication of Sayyidina Anas bin Malik anhu, that the Nabi said that a man will be with the one he loves and uh, he considered this to be the greatest glad tiding that he had heard from the messenger of Allah in his life Allah Ta'ala uh, give us tawfiq Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala put this sakina and this haiba and this waqar of this ilm inside of our hearts and make us amongst those who walk uh, the masalik uh, the different paths of this earth uh, by day and night uh, seeking it. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us the ones who walk the masalik of the earth uh, in order to distribute it. May Allah ta'ala make us amongst those that no animal uh, from the earth or the air or the sea and no angel, no creature in the seen or unseen uh, uh, we pass by except for they make dua for us because of the good intention that we have in seeking this knowledge and disseminating it and in practicing it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, exalt the maqam of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the maqam above every other maqam, and then underneath them that of the anbiya alayhi salam and the, uh, the, the awliya and the salihin and the ulama, uh, those people who keep this tradition alive in a cancerous world, which is driven by cancerous and unchecked growth that ends up sending uh, whales to the beach uh, with 30 kilograms of plastic in their stomach. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give honor to those people who teach us a better way to live. Wa sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.